It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is the podcast where I, Spencer, am reading the words and the definitions and all the stuff that I can read in this book, The Dictionary. And then, uh, you know, I just talk about it and I give my comments and my thoughts and my opinions and stories and memories and explanations and and singy songs and sound effects. And I'm sure that's exactly what you expected when you came to the podcast called The Dictionary. Um... If, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know who would like this show. I don't know what situations this might be good for. Uh, I had a thought to maybe, maybe, uh, would it be helpful to like elderly people, maybe people who just want some entertainment, uh, want to be read to, uh, maybe people, maybe if there's like an Alzheimer's dementia, um, would, would it be helpful for people like that? I don't know. I'm just coming up with ideas. If you think that's a good idea, Put it in that situation. Let me know what happens. Maybe uh, maybe it's good for sleep. You just want to hear somebody read to you. I think uh, Liz, Liz said that. Was it? I, yeah, I think so. All right. The first word in this episode is dicentric. Dicentric. D-I-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. Adjective from 1937. Having... Two centromeres, having two centromeres as in a dicentric chromosome. Um, I know that chromosomes, I think, have telomeres, and I'm sure that we read centromeres a long, long time ago, but I don't remember what it said, but if a chromosome has two of them, it is dicentric. Dicentric is also a noun. Hmm. What would the noun be? What is... Is the chromosome, maybe the chromosome would be called a dicentric chromosome, a dicentric, that's the noun, and then the adjective would be, that chromosome is dicentric. Look at that dicentric chromosome, he's so silly. Okay, the sound effect is just going to be like a, like this. The next word is dicey, adjective from 1950. Oh, the cats are going crazy out there. Dicier and diciest are the other forms. I don't usually read those when it comes to the adjectives, um, but um, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I don't know. For some reason, dicier and diciest was just a little funny to me. Ooh, that situation. That is the diciest of situations. This one just has some synonyms which are risky and unpredictable, as in... A dicey proposition. Ooh, don't don't go propose that proposition. It's you might get in trouble somehow. It's risky. Also, is in dicey weather. Dice the whole boy. Lots of places are getting some super dicey weather. The minute the the dicey side of things are just like oh, it's warmer than it normally is. It's rainier than it normally is. It's drier than it normally is. Or we get to the dicier and diciest situations with weather and, oh, there's a Category 5 hurricane coming through. I hope I don't die. The next word. 
This is the prefix, and I think you pronounce it dyke. I think it's dyke or dyko, D-I-C-H or D-I-C-H-O. And this one means in two, in two, two, number two, T-W-O, or it also means apart. So if something is split in two, see, in two, then it has been split apart. As in the example, dichogamous, and I have to look ahead to make sure that I am pronouncing that correctly. Let's see, D-I-C-H-O, um, is that going to be in here? That's, oh, here, dichogamy is a word, dichogamous, I think that is how you pronounce it. So we'll learn about that uh, about halfway through this episode, and, and then we'll learn how how is this prefix being used, into or apart. We know that the di prefix pretty much means two, so uh, that's that's how the connection, just for the prefix part. The next word, <laughs> dicasium, dicasium, or just dicasium, d i c h a s i u m, noun from eighteen seventy five. This one is a cymose inflorescence that produces two main axes. And a cymose inflorescence, I feel like this is plant-related maybe, or maybe cell-related, something with cells that are inflorescence. Does that mean they glow? Not sure. Uh, they're two main axes, so maybe it splits into, ooh, maybe, uh, the etymology says, this is from the Greek, dikasis, which means having, and this is having spelled H-A-L-V-I-N-G, which is all about cutting a thing in two, into two halves. Some people would say halving with the L sound. Um, that the, the dikasis word is also from dikazine, which means to have, to, to split in two, to have. Um, so yeah, something, this, this uh, cymose inflorescence has been split into two main axes. So it is dicasium. The next word. This is another prefix, dichlor or dichloro, and it means containing two atoms of chlorine. You got two chlorines, your dichlor, as in the example, dichloroethane. Dichloroethane, and yeah, we're going to see some fun dichloro words coming up here. Uh, Two chlorines, that's dichloro. The next word. Here's the first of these fun dichloro words. Dichlorobenzene dichlorobenzene, noun from 1873, any of three isomeric compounds, C6H4Cl2, and there's the uh, the two chlorines at the end there, the Cl2, but especially we have the synonym paradichlorobenzene, paradichlorobenzene, and uh, so it's any of three isomeric compounds that are that chemical system of symbols and numbers. Um, that's just dichlorobenzene. 
and I don't know how the para prefix changes it for para-dichlorobenzene. Is, is that mean that there's two of them? Is there a pair of them? I don't think it's that simple, but it's, it's something. The next word. <whistles> Dichloro... This is the fun word. Dichlorodifluoromethane. Dichloro... Yeah, there's a dichlorodifluoromethane. Dichlorodifluoromethane. Oy, oy, oy. Hard words to say. Noun from 1936. A chlorofluoromethane. Oh, I don't think this is as hard to say as I think it is. Dichlorodifluoromethane. So th- it is a chlorofluoromethane, C, Cl2, F2. And that's all that it is. That's just that. But I guess that that means that there's two of those things, maybe, because that's where the dye part comes from. Hmm. Something like that. Dichlorodifluoromethane. F must be fluorine. Fluorine, fluor, something like that. And there's two of those, because that's the difluoro in the middle. And then the dichloro at the beginning means two chlorines. And it's a methane. Okay, the next word. Dichloroethane. This is a little simpler. Dichloroethane. This is the one that was the example in the dichloro prefix definition. So a dichloroethane is a noun from also 1936. This is a colorless toxic liquid compound, C2H4Cl2, that is used chiefly as a solvent. I don't know what sort of solvent, how is this solvent used? What's a solvent? Let's just start with that. The next word. (whistles) Dichlorvas or dichlorvis. D-I-C-H-L-O-R-V-O-S. So it's still using the dichlor prefix, but... I, for some reason, we're not using the O at the end of it. Dichlorvas. Noun from 1957. An organophosphorus insecticide and anthelmintic C4H7Cl2 minus? Is that a minus sign? O4P. And it is used especially in veterinary medicine. And it is called also DDVP. So it's an insecticide, so it's going to help get rid of the insects. Maybe if, um, if an animal has gotten some sort of insect infestation or something, then they use this DDVP, dichlorvas. And then what is this other word? Anthelmintic. I have no idea what that is. Anthelmintic. Um... The etymology says this is from dichlor, of course, plus the V from vinyl, like like what your records are made of, vinyl, and then the OS from phosphate. Phosphate. That's, uh, that's what they decided to go with for dichlorvas. The next word. <laughs> Dichogamy. 
Hmm. D-I-C-H-O-G-A-M-Y. Noun from 1862. The production of male and female reproductive elements at different times by a hermaphroditic organism in order to ensure cross-fertilization. And dichogamous, with an O-U-S, is an adjective, and I believe that was, yes, that was the example that we had for the dyke or dico uh, prefix. Dichogamous is how you would pronounce that. So, there was a lot going on in that definition. Um, hermaphroditic, now, this this is a word that has gotten used a lot for not only plants and animals, but humans, which are also animals. Um, I don't think this is really a word that we use for humans anymore. And um, But I think maybe for plants, it's still scientifically correct, I guess. Um, but yeah, basically uh, has both male and female reproductive elements or organ organs, whatever word you want to use there. Um, and, uh, because then I guess, I guess what it's saying is that if this is a plant that it can cross fertilize maybe by itself, that, that it's like, oh, well, I, I gotta, I gotta have both of the parts. So if, uh, if my species goes away that I can recreate my species, I don't think that's quite a thought that they have, but yeah. So, um, that's dichogamy. And of course, we will learn more about the word hermaphrodite, hermaphroditic when we get into the H's, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more information, especially for plants. I think it's mostly for plants, maybe. Uh, That's, of course, not to say that uh, humans, there are many humans that are born with both male and female parts, uh, quote unquote parts. And, uh, you know, that's a whole thing from from a biological and gender perspective it's a, it's a whole big conversation. Okay, I think that is good for that one. Let's move on to Dichondra. D-I-C-H-O-N-D-R-A. I think that would be kind of a cool name for somebody, Dichondra. But I don't know what the definition is, so, you know, you got to listen to it to see if, if you want to name somebody this. It is a noun from 1947, any of a genus of chiefly tropical perennial herbs of the morning glory family that includes some used as a ground cover and a substitute for lawn grasses in warmer parts of the U.S. That was a long sentence. Um, Let's see. The genus name is also Dichondra, and... It says that some of these, these are the ones that are used as a ground cover in the U.S. Um, examples of these would be Dichondra repens. That's one of the species names. Or it's varieties. So varieties of Dichondra repens are often used as a ground cover and a substitute for lawn grasses in warmer parts of the U.S. Um, this is from the prefix di, which means to... And then also the Greek word chondros, chondros, which means grain. And there's more at the word grind. So maybe it is a kind of grain or looks like a kind of grain. Um, it's chiefly tropical perennial herbs. 
from the morning glory. I don't know how grains and morning glories are related at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a dichondra. The next word. Dichotic. Dichotic. D-I-C-H-O-T-I-C. Adjective from circa 1911. Relating to or involving the presentation of a stimulus to one ear that differs in some respect from a stimulus presented to the other ear. Whoa, what's going on here? So examples of the um, the stimulus to one ear could be pitch, loudness, frequency, or energy. Presentation of a stimulus to one ear that differs in some respect. Ah, that's the, that's the way that it differs, yeah. So that means that you could be hearing one pitch in one ear and another pitch in another ear. Maybe one ear is listening to something at a certain loudness level, and then the other one is listening to something that's quieter or louder. Uh, frequency, now I would think that's the same as pitch. Mm, maybe maybe it's a more of a rhythmic thing. Maybe it's the rhythm. So one ear is hearing ba 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 ba, but then the other hear, ear is hearing ba 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 ba. And then energy is the other one, and I'm not sure how that would be described. Is it? It's just all the things at once. I don't know. So the example was dichotic listening. So is this maybe like? A scientific experiment that they, if they want to test your hearing, they will play different things in your ears, and so you, you they wanted to to see if you can decipher one or the other, or to see if you can even tell that there's different things going on. I'm sure there's lots of possibilities, um, or or is this something else? Uh, I I definitely got to put a link in the show notes, and I kind of feel like I want to I want to put in an audio example. Um, not sure what it'll be exactly, but, uh, something simple probably. And, uh, you know, I'll put, I'll put one thing on the left ear, left speaker, and I'll put another thing on the right ear or the right speaker, the right headphone, whatever it is that you're listening to this on. But here's the thing. First of all, you have to make sure that you're listening to this in stereo and not mono, but stereo. Um, and so if you are like me and you listen to your... Uh, maybe your AirPods in just mono, uh, just one at a time, so you have it set to mono, then you got to change that and set it to stereo. If you know how to change it to mono, you can figure out how to change it back to stereo. Put in both your headphones, put some speakers next to you, and let's just, it'll be better with headphones, I think. And, uh, you know, just, you you can try it out. Let's put the example in right here. That was fantastic. Dichotically, dichotically, that is an adverb. Hmm, yeah, not a whole lot, so go to the show notes if you want to click on a link to, to go learn more about dichotic things. The next word. Dichotomist. Dichotomist, or just dichotomist. 
D-I-C-H-O-T-O-M-I-S-T, noun from circa 1592, and this is one that dichotomizes. And what is dichotomize? (whistles) Dichotomize is a verb from 1606. We are starting with transitive. To divide into two parts, classes, or groups. Not three parts, classes, or groups, or four parts, classes, or groups. It has to be two, because that is what the prefix die means. Uh, Dichotomize is, yeah, it's just splitting things up. So somebody who is a dichotomist is the one who will be dividing things into parts, classes, or groups. Intransitive for dichotomize says to exhibit dichotomy. Dichotomization is a noun. To exhibit dichotomy, we are going to learn about... Actually, I think we're going to learn about dichotomy at the end of this episode for a couple of reasons. The first one is just that, um, well, it's related to the these couple of words that we're reading here, so I think it's good to keep it all together. Um, also, there's a bunch of information there for it. There's a lot. And I was going to have it into the next episode, but I am hoping we are planning, we are currently scheduling to have a guest on that episode. And to be perfectly honest, um, I just think it's a little bit too much to to chat about. We, we can get a bit chatty, so I'm trying to minimize that. Um, it's going to be a long episode anyway, so if we put dichotomy into this episode, I think that'll just make a whole lot more sense all over the place. Okay, so we'll learn about that soon. The next word. (whistles) Dichotomous. Dichotomous. Uh, This one is... um, Oh, it ends in M-O-U-S. That's what I wanted to say. It is an adjective from 1752. One, dividing into two parts. You can see a pattern here. Dichotomous dichotomize, dichotomous, it's all the same idea. Number two, relating to, involving, or proceeding from dichotomy. It's just related to dichotomy. What's a dichotomy? Hey, you know what I said, we'll find out soon. Dichotomously is an adverb. Dichotomousness is a noun, and this is from the Greek prefix dike, D-I-C-H, and the word temnin, which means to cut, and I feel like we saw that recently within, was it, uh, I'm looking back at the D-I-A-T section, I think, yeah, temnin here, diatom, temnin, to cut, yeah. So yeah, cutting, cutting into pieces. Uh, and there's more at the word tome, T-O-M-E, which again, I think we saw that with di- diatom, and that same, same kind of thing over there. Uh, Okay, next word. (whistles) Dichotomous key. Two words, and it's like the key that you stick in the door to unlock the lock, the key with the bumpy things. You know that key. Hello, key. Noun from circa 1889. A key for the identification of organisms based on a series of choices between alternative characters. Hmm. Okay. Let's let's break this down a second. So it's a, it's a thing. So it's not the literal key that you put in the door. This is more of a the the 
Hmm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe this well. A key for the identification of organisms based on a series of choices between alternative characters. I don't know exactly what we're talking about here. It could be something about uh, animals, plants, things like that, that get divided into the genus, the family, the kingdom, all those things. Or is this literally something about characters in a story? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we got to put a link in the show notes for this one too. Hmm. <laughs> I, I have an idea in my head, but I just don't know if I have the verbiage to, to describe this exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I sound like an idiot anyway. I don't need to sound like an extra idiot. All right. We have one more word for this episode. Dichotomy. D-I-C-H-O-T-O-M-Y. Noun from 1610. One. A division into two especially mutually exclusive or contradictory groups or entities, as in the dichotomy between theory and practice. There's a there's a connection between them, but they are also separate, right? A division into two, that's the number two, uh, mutually exclusive groups, um, they, they, hmm, how do we describe that? Mutually exclusive. Does that mean that they're separate, but there's a, they, there's a connection there? Hmm. Or contradictory groups, things that seem like they, they wouldn't, uh, that, that they're opposites, right? So, so up and down, um, those would be two contradictory groups or entities, um, but there's the, there's the dichotomy between up and down or theory and practice. And maybe we need to read more. Oh, oh, hey, oh, hello. There's an also section. The process or practice of making such a division. That is also the dichotomy. As in, dichotomy of the population into two opposed classes. Yeah, it's all about just how things, they're, they're different and separate um, and they have the, 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 I guess the connection between them would be the dichotomy or just the idea of them being separate and being different is the dichotomy. And you can talk about how they're different. You can compare and contrast them, whatever these things are. That's the dichotomy. But we have more definitions, so let's not jump ahead to, to, to other things. Number two, the phase of the moon or an inferior planet in which half of its disk appears illuminated. So I guess this is just the part of the moon. Let's specifically talk about the moon here. The time of the moon where the sun is, it's kind of like the sun and the moon and the earth are kind of making like a right angle. And so if you look up at the moon and you look far maybe to the left or the right, that's where the sun is. And so it's only lighting up one half to, from our viewpoint, only one half of the moon. And uh, it's, we call it a half moon. That's what we call it, I think. And, um, and that it is, that's the dichotomy of the moon because it has the, the two parts of it are kind of opposite. One's lit up and one is not. 3A, the synonym is bifurcation, but especially repeated bifurcation as of a plant's stem. 
if a plant stem gets split in two, it's being bifurcated. And maybe if you do that over and over again, that's the dichotomy. Um, yeah, bifurcation is just splitting a thing in two. Some people, I maybe have mentioned this, maybe when we had the word bifurcation, uh, some people have surgically split their tongue in two because your tongue, I think, is technically made up of two muscles, the left side and the right side. And so when you bifurcate it, you can sort of have two two tongues that uh, they're still connected in the back, but it can it's very weird and creepy, and I kind of like it. 3B for dichotomy. A system of branching in which the main axis forks repeatedly into two branches. So if you look at, um, say, a tree, the maybe the, the main trunk of the tree, maybe it creates two branches, right? One to the left and one to the right, or whatever direction they're going in, respective to where you are. And then each of those splits again into two, and then those split into two. And so that's, that's the dichotomy. It's all about splitting into two. 3C is branching of an ancestral line into two equal diverging branches. Hmm. I mean, isn't that what your ancestral lines do? Or if you go back, how are we thinking about this one? Branching of an ancestral line into two equal diverging branches. I mean, everybody comes from two parents, pretty much, mostly. At least humans, by and large, do. Um, and so when you look back at your ancestral line, it should be splitting evenly between two, at least on a biological standpoint. Number four, this is the last one, something with seemingly contradictory qualities, as in, it's a dichotomy, this opulent Ritz-style luxury in a place that fronts on a boat harbor. That's a quote from Gene T. Barrett or Jean T. Barrett. It's a dichotomy, this opulent Ritz-style luxury in a place that fronts on a boat harbor. So we don't typically think of a boat harbor and Ritz-style luxury in the same idea. So there's a dichotomy there. There, That's kind of like the number one definition, two opposites kind of coming together, and it's uh, that's what that is. All right. That, that was all the things, all the words in this episode. It was a long one, but you, you powered through. We had dicentric, dicey, dyke or dico, dicasium, dichlor or dichloro, dichlorobenzene, dichlorodifluoromethane. Just love that word. Dichloroethane, dichlorvos or dichlorvas, dichogamy, Dichondra, dichotic, dichotomist, dichotomize, dichotomous, dichotomous key, and dichotomy. Who? That was fun, fun way to say those words at the end. They sort of rhymed. Dichotomous, dichotomous key, dichotomy. Oh, I'm having a hard time. I gotta pick either dichotomy or dichotic because I like the the audio side of things on that. Um, also, or just dichlorodifluoromethane because it's a fun word to say. I think dichotomy probably makes the most sense. Um, and to an extent, it kind of encompasses a lot of these other words uh, because they're about two and things splitting into two and, you know, that whole idea. 
So let's pick dichotomy as the word of the episode. I think we all live in a dichotomy. We show one side of our personality. Uh, I don't really like this song, but you see where I'm going. Let's see if we can try something else. We are a dichotomy. We got two parts to us. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. It's just, I was just thinking about the idea of, you know, we we have, we are often, we are often um, being maybe pulled in two directions or two, have two sides to our personality. Yeah, I don't know. And I couldn't put it into song form. I couldn't come up with the words quick enough. It's hard enough to come up with the words anyway. Don't, I, I can't be the only one who feels like you've got two sides. Happy, sad, positive, negative, good, evil, all those things. We are a dichotomy. We can stick with just these words. We are a dichotomy. Yeah. That is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information, information. Goodbye.